the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. When will you ever have a moment in Pittsburgh like this again when you can come and make a commitment like this? Jesus said, if you're not willing to acknowledge me publicly before men, I'll not acknowledge you before my Father which is in heaven. There's something about coming forward publicly and settling it and sealing it in your life. We're going to, uh, Jesus died on the cross publicly for you. Now you can come publicly and say yes to him. You may be sitting down here. You may be up there. You may be up here in that middle section. Wherever you are, God is speaking to you. There's a little voice that says you ought to come to Christ. We're going to wait on you as you come right now to this living water. That is Billy Graham, 1993, and the assembled voices of Pittsburgh, you and I, and the thousands and thousands of people who were at Three Rivers Stadium in 1993 for the last Billy Graham crusade that ever came to this town. Hey, good afternoon. John Hall, Kathy Emmons, The Ride Home. It's one of those days that's been in the back of our minds. You think Billy Graham's 99 years old. This day's going to come sooner or later. But still, when it came, surprising. Yeah. Kath? I got the text from you this morning, John, and I thought, wow. I mean, that's not just the passing of a man. It's not just the passing of a great man. But in some ways, to me, it's the passing of an era. Definitely. It's the passing of an era when uh, when the evangelical message was welcomed on mainstream television, when it was welcomed in large-scale arenas, um, when it was a common thing to see somebody talking about Jesus on CBS, NBC, or ABC. I mean, his crusades were there for everyone to see. Right. They were mainstream and unashamed. And that just goes to show you how far we've come in those intervening years. I mean, when you hear Billy Graham, he calls out Pittsburgh, and he was full of vitality in 1993. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, over these last several years, Billy Graham has not made any public appearances 
We've only heard um, of how he's been doing, mostly through his son, Franklin Graham. Right. Um, but it is, like you said, Kath, truly the end of an era. Um, Things are different now. They surely are. They are. And I'm not saying that it's for the better. It's just... It's a it's a different way of looking at faith and the American conversation. Right. And that invitation to come to Christ and what that means for people. You know, Billy Graham, one of those figures who since the late 1940s was essentially, uh, maybe not in the late 1940s, but especially early in the mid-1950s forward, was a worldwide figure. Right. He entertained and prayed with and prayed for presidents and kings and prime ministers all over the world unashamedly. The New York Times called him the national clergyman in a beautiful obituary that was Mm -hmm. written today. I want to make sure I give credit to Laurie Goodstein, who wrote that for the Times. Um, She writes, he read from scripture at President Richard M. Nixon's funeral in California in 1994 offered prayers at a service in the National Cathedral for victims of the September 11th terrorist attacks, and despite his failing health, traveled to New Orleans in 2006 to preach to survivors of Hurricane Katrina. His reach was global, and he was welcomed even by repressive leaders like Kim Il-sung of North Korea, who invited him to preach in Pyongyang's officially sanctioned churches. The preaching style of Billy Graham, in many ways, is a throwback to... Billy Sunday. Yes, the early th- tent preachers, the style, the the patter, the the uh, elongated and pushed verbiage, it is theatrical, but also natural in some way. Well, it can come off being artificial and salesmanlike mm-hmm. when done by a person who's not Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that fair to say? That's very fair okay. to say. But when you uh, when you picture Billy Graham, especially in the early days of the tent revivals. And, you know, look, today, everyone's mic'd. Everyone's mic'd. And so the uh, the audio technology is at, at a really high level. But early on, especially in the tents, there were no microphones. And then as he became more popular, electrocution, the... the, the elocution. Elocution. Right. The, the, the verbiage became, you know, it had to become a little lifted and steeped and a little elongated because the space was so big, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, so the Billy Graham that you heard content-wise didn't change much from 1950 to 1990. No, it didn't. But the delivery had to because technology changed so much. I mean, I mentioned Billy Sunday. You could name uh, Dwight Moody. You could talk about um, George Whitfield, those tent preachers. But the difference between him and them is he rode the wave of technology and was able to reach hundreds of millions of more people than even came to see him in person. Uh, Going back to the New York Times article, it said back in 07, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association estimated he had preached the gospel to more than 215 million people in more than 185 countries and territories since beginning his crusades in October of 1947. This is not mass evangelism. Mr. Graham would like to say, but it's personal evangelism on a mass scale because he was able to reach hundreds of millions more on television through video and through film. And one of the great appeals of Billy Graham is even though he spoke to hundreds of thousands at a time, I, I don't know about you, but as as I listen to him, it feels as though he's speaking directly to me. Mm-hmm. It's a very personal message. 
And so when he called people to come down front and center to accept Christ in their life, you felt that singular call. Yeah. Come forward. So you went in 93. I did. Yeah, I did as well. I mean... I felt like I had to go. I did too. I felt like I had to see... The event. Right. And to me, I, I think I would say that I was more curious about the right. event as I was... Yes, me too. Because I would have called myself... A, I, would, you know, right. I was a Christian at that point. So, But I wanted to be with those people. And when you hear... When Mike played that opening as, as we came in, to hear Billy Graham call out and then... Three River Stadium was essentially filled with people who were singing, singing out full, mm-hmm. like you would do on a Sunday morning. Where does that happen today? It just doesn't, right? The closest we come to that is singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Pretty much. If you're talking about public singing, that's yeah. all we got right now. It's pretty thin. Yeah, so it truly is the passing or of Or the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl or something like that. You but that's, know, but that's really it. When you hear well, that. It's, well, it's definitely half Right, Mike, can you, can you hit that again? Can we go back into that again and just hear that? That's like Sunday morning. If you're a singer on Sunday morning and you like to sing out, that's full-throated. That's a lot. That's Three Rivers Stadium. That's a lot of that's sound. That's not Take Me Out to the Ball Game or the Star, Star, Star Spangled Banner. I'd say that's beautiful. It was beautiful. I read today about um, when Billy Graham himself became a Christian. But I, I wanted to see what that story was. I didn't know it because he had called so many millions of people, hundreds of millions of people to yeah. faith. What happened when he was called to faith? I love this. Again, from the New York Times. I can't say I felt anything spectacular, he said. I felt very little emotion. I shed no tears. In fact, when I saw that other people around me had tears in their eyes, I felt like a hypocrite, and it disturbed me a little. Hmm. I'm sure I had a tremendous sense of conviction. The Lord did speak to me about certain things in my life. I'm certain of that, but I can't remember what they were. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love the fact that, that faith had become such a part of his life that the initial moments of it when he was 16 years old had kind of faded away right. or he didn't craft some gigantic testimony right he didn't say wow you know i, had I got a, struck by lightning right, and fell on my knees and a, the lord came into my life exactly. and changed me forever and right i had a limp when i w- came in and i didn't when i went out like there was none <laughs> right. of that like it was just this is and it wasn't anything dramatic yeah and he wasn't calling you to have a dramatic experience either he was calling you to walk forward which i've always thought was interesting just from uh, a psychological behavioral perspective he that walking forward is significant. Sure it, is. You, it requires something of you. Funny you say that because Franklin Graham was in town two years ago, something maybe three like years ago. Yeah. So we went to his event, and I brought my then fourteen-year-old uh, son. He, he he stepped forward, and I went with him, hmm. and it was he was thrilled, and I, you know he would say before that again he would say he was a christian but there was something about that about, seal on yeah, him walking forward right that yeah. proclamation which was i thought just fascinating I mean, so you think about how many millions and, I, and truly i'm sure it's untold but it is millions of people who came to christ because of billy graham now you've got this in your own family my mom we've talked to louis yeah. zamperini who is the who is an olympic hero and a world war 2 hero right 
who became a believer at Billy Graham's crusade. Could not be further apart. New York City. No, no, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, right. In what year? Late 40s, 46, 47, I believe. I mean, the thing about Billy Graham is when he came to town, it wasn't that it was he was, an, no, it was an event. He wasn't like jumping on a plane and you know leaving at the end of the service. He stayed for a month. Yes, right. It'd be he it, set up shop. Exactly. He wasn't. Right. He, the tent would go up. The pictures that Louis Zamperini or, or that uh, Laura Hillenbrand has in Unbroken, which is the story of Louis Zamperini. She has photographs of what those tents look like in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, I just this guy came to stay. And he was not going to leave until he was satisfied that people came to Christ. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. So we're going to talk about uh, Billy Graham for most of this show. We'll take a break and come back. We've got an excellent guest first up. But for the most of the show, we'll talk about Billy Graham with other guests. And then we're going to give you the opportunity to share your impressions, perhaps your stories, what Billy Graham meant to you or not, what what Billy Graham was all about. Mm -hmm. And coming up next, Ray Bettler will be with us and Lisa Slayton, president of the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, will talk about the Greater Pittsburgh Prayer Breakfast, which is coming up in just a little bit. Talk about what it's going to be like and why you should be there. WORD. This week on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll concludes his biographical series on Abraham. I have always loved the Bible's realism. I love it that it isn't a book of of theory. Uh, It's a book about real life, real people going through real experiences. Chuck Swindoll paints a candid portrait of Abraham, warts and all, on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Yep, traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. Then I heard Kurt Knodek on the radio again. Retire sooner than they planned. Retire sooner. I called Kurt. We talked life, family, retirement. He had my numbers. Then Kurt pulls out this retirement plan, personalized for me. Look at that. Retirement wasn't that far off as I thought it was. Now the only thing I'm missing? The traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group. 800-360-1645. That's 800-360-1645. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. 
So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. Yeah, I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through 8th grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day. Right from your computer or smartphone. Like today. Hit the slopes for half the price. At Peak Ski and Snowboard, you'll find the top ski and snowboard brands, plus all the clothing and accessories you need. Spend just 50 bucks and get a $100 value at Peak Ski and Snowboard in Monroeville and Gibsonia. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. 21st Annual Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Breakfast is underway April 13th. Here to talk to us about the prayer breakfast is Ray Bettler, who's the president, the chief executive officer of Wabtec Corporation, and also Lisa Slayton, president of the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation. Lisa, Ray, welcome back to the studio. Good to see you. Thanks, John. John. Kathy? So John and I love the prayer breakfast. Um, We've been involved in it for the past, well, maybe me five years, you longer than that. A little while. And it's unique if if, there's so many people who have never been in that room because of course the room has limited seating and i would say i think probably before i started to be connected to the prayer breakfast i had never heard of the prayer breakfast Mm -hmm. so to me for i think for a lot of people it's one of the better kept secrets in pittsburgh christian circles is is that a fair assessment lise yeah i would say so uh you know the the strategy of the prayer breakfast from its inception uh was always to be an inviting strategy so there was not a lot of public marketing done for it it was uh you know folks purchased tables and invited their friends and uh, it was kind of all done on the you know on the down low a little bit and um and we've tried to raise the profile of it over the last several years and now you can anyone can buy a table but it is still a table host invited strategy so it's not like an individual ticket correct Right. And so and so the purpose of that is what? Well, we want people to reach out and invite uh, folks in their workspaces, um, in their communities, in their churches to attend. And we always uh, we always have a keynote speaker who's just a a regular person in the world who's living out their faith actively Mm -hmm. in the work that they do every day. And this year we're delighted to have John Henney. Um, who's the president and CEO of Henny Jewelers, fourth-generation family business in Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, John is just a tremendous guy, and he's very humble, not, doesn't think about that what he's doing is anything special, but he's running a, a, a business in Pittsburgh, and he's living out his faith in everything that he does every day. And, and that's what I love about it, because yeah. the room is filled with people who are, you know, business people or community leaders or nonprofit leaders. It's a big, wide swath of people. Mm-hmm. And so then you show up and you think, I didn't know that guy was a Christian. Or a, yeah. what's that, what's up with that with that lady's story? So yeah. it's always a surprise and a, a really good mix. And such is the case with you, Ray. I mean, here you're running WebTech. That's a big corporation, but still, you're a strong man of faith, and you're not ashamed to stand up and talk about it and pray with other people. That's right. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about, John. It's that, all about that prayer. Is, and if you if you come back to the uh, purpose of the prayer breakfast, if you. Talk to someone, one of the founders like Bob Jamison, they'll tell you that the purpose was to bring community leaders together. And uh, while that's true, um, 
my view is we, we all have opportunity to be leaders at one point or another. Yeah. We, we demonstrate our leadership through our example, and in this case, our Christian example, our loving example of uh, followers of Christ. So um, it's an opportunity to bring people together. It doesn't necessarily have to be Christians. Yeah. Uh, bring people together in prayer, in fellowship, and to be able to uh, celebrate people like John Henney, who are uh, incredible people in our community. But not only you as an attender or you as someone who personally prays, but you're the chair of this you know, event. This is your second year in a row. We liked you so much last year, we're bringing you back. Yeah, well, I like you guys so much. You <laughs> have been coming back, and we want you to continue to come back. So the prayer breakfast likes you as much as you mm. like the prayer breakfast. Mm. And but why do you do that? I mean, you, you you clearly have enough on your plate, you know, running WebTech. So why do you see this as important for you to do? So I think it's an opportunity, Kathy, just to uh, just to um, just to respond to my faith and to uh, share in Christian love with other people in the community. It's an opportunity to give back. It's an opportunity to witness. Um, it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, to love other people. And um, mm-hmm. it's a great event. It it's is a, a great event. It's an event that brings people of all ages, all faith, yeah. all races together, all, 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 all uh, communities in our city. And we're trying to uh, really focus on increasing the diversity and the reach of the prayer breakfast uh, Last year was the 20th, so we said we wanted to uh, try to reach a goal of 1,000 people. We came very close to that, and hopefully we'll exceed that this year. What I love about it is, and what you said, Lisa, that is is a sense of community about this. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, it's a prayer breakfast. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of conversation and community where people, you kind of go, oh, I didn't know you. And, you know, before the event and after the event, there's lots of time for people to get together in fellowship. But but what I really love about it is, and Kath and I have this very particular perspective because we've been the MCs for a number of years, is that at at one point there is a, a long, protracted moment where the house lights are dimmed and people are sitting around their tables and then on everyone's table that they're you know they're part of there is people a, a subgroup of people to pray for so whether it's doctors or school children or first responders or people in the media or whatever you name it and then around that table at the convention center there are like Ray said almost a thousand people get together and then they start to pray and I got to be honest, the first time I saw that, the first time I was part of this, it brought me to tears because the, it's, it's, I imagine in some ways when you see people pray en masse like that, when, when God sees us pray like that, it's got to be just this, it's a, a heavenly experience, not to over-exaggerate this. So the call to me for other people is to be part of this, come and Get a table and invite your friends, your your family members, your, your coworkers. coworkers, whomever. Get a table and be part of that community prayer breakfast because it's almost angelic in this power of prayer. Yeah. Lisa, can you talk about your leadership at the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation um, and how you see business leaders in Pittsburgh making a difference through an event like this? 
Well, you know, we've, uh, the mission at PLF has always been, back to the Sam Shoemaker days, that we envision a city under God, you know, that one day Pittsburgh would be more famous for God than for steel. And we know that uh, if we're not engaging our business community um, as business leaders, that we're not going to get there. It's mm-hmm. not just nonprofit leaders that are going to make the difference. We need healthy, thriving businesses and, and business leaders thinking about the jobs that they provide and good work, meaningful work for people. Um, we know in Pittsburgh that, you know, we're thriving in many ways. We're, uh, yeah. you know, we make all the top 10 lists around the country. And yet there's still, a, you know, a subpopulation of our region um, that's unemployed or underemployed and does not have access. So we rely, you know, we believe that there are there are, resp- there are answers to, to the economic disparity that we experience mm-hmm. in our city. And it's going to come through the business community as they understand, you know, how increasingly to equip young people. Not everybody has to go to college anymore. You can learn to code without a college degree. Um, you know, business leaders have the ability to think differently and do the innovation that allows us to, cro- you know, to, to bridge that gap, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but we care about the nonprofit. We care about the nonprofit leaders. There are a ton of nonprofit leaders that come to the prayer breakfast. We have churches that come and bring people from their congregations. Um, so it's a it's a huge opportunity to to really just focus on the needs of our city and and ask for God to to pray ble- to bring blessing mm-hmm. to us um, as he sees fit not as we wish it would be but as he sees fit and it is a powerful thing to look around that room mm-hmm. and ha- see a thousand heads quietly mm-hmm. bowed and some are silent and some are praying and there's this buzz in the room and you just think Oh, my. What, what's happening here? <laughs> God is good. If you just joined us, we're talking about the 21st Annual Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Breakfast, Friday, April 13th at the uh, Weston Convention Center. Ray Bettler is with us. He's the president, the chief executive officer of Wabtech Corporation. Lisa Slayton, the president of Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation. Uh, you know, we live in such weird times, divisive times in many ways. And, I, and I've been to uh, places that are singularly Christian workplaces, and people will say, well, let's pray. But then there's always this sort of caveat. Well, we want you to know that, you know, this is not a requirement. If you'd like to pray, that's fine. If you have other things to do, that's okay as well. So even in Christian workplaces or, you know, Christian circles, you have to sort of put up a piece of legalese. So I wonder, Ray, how that works for you as a president of a billion, $5 billion corporation, and you, a self-professed Christian man, what is that like to invite other people to a table to pray? I mean, that's an act of boldness here. Yeah, so it doesn't change whether I'm at the prayer breakfast or at work. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think um, the opportunity to be at the prayer breakfast is, is to be an ambassador of a business community at the prayer breakfast. But my real opportunity is to be a disciple of Christ everywhere I go around the world. And I travel around the world. I profess my faith. I'm not shy about that, and uh, that's who I am. So um, I, I do that in in a written communications to my employees, to my uh, customers, to my suppliers, and my verbiage. So I, th- I think, John, you, you, you have the opportunity at the prayer breakfast to focus and to do that together as a community, and hopefully people leave the convention center and they continue that in their mm-hmm. lives to right. pray That's for the this key. community. That's the key, right? Is that we don't look at this as one time a year when we pray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we look at this as a springboard, an encouragement for people and an outreach. You know, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, well, I'd love to bring my friends from work, but I don't think any of them even go to church. Bring them. 
I mean, this is not an event that is exclusively for Christians. This right. is supposed to be uh, one morning that we get together that is a springboard for the rest of the year. Lisa, you want to comment on that? Yeah, I think it's a really important point. Our whole purpose is, um, and, and it's the reason for the 21 years now of the prayer breakfast, To we don't have um, a pastor up there giving the message. Uh, we have a person who, you know, is is ostensibly an everyday person, right? was a speaker a few years ago. Um, and we've had lots of people in a lot of different arenas uh, contribute, Salim Gabriel and, and others who, you know, I could uh, could run through a whole list, Kim Fleming. These are people who are leading organizations in Pittsburgh, and their faith is just an everyday, to race point, everyday part of their lives. And so we want to make it... Um, I don't know if it's accessible is the right word, but but not un- we don't want people to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you could there's something compelling. I have never found I've, no one has ever said to me when I've asked them, "Can I pray for you?" Nobody ever says no, right? And so think about that. If you're invited in, you don't have to be praying out loud. You can sit there quietly um, and just embrace what's happening in the room. But there's something very uh, in in the crazy world we live in, there's something very, um, I don't know, peaceful, I guess would be the word, about being in that room and feeling those prayers go up. Whether, you, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, um, it's just a compelling reason to be there and to hear what it looks like when someone is walking, walking their faith in the business world, in, in their everyday lives. Well, thanks an awful lot for this. I mean, it's a great yeah. encouragement to us to, yeah, we love it. to be part of this. And so thank thanks. You. We hope that the, the word is out and more people join us this year. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you again for uh, your support and emceeing the event every year. You guys are fantastic. Mm. Thank you. It's a highlight it's of the year for us. Say. It truly is. So the 21st annual Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Breakfast, Friday, April 13th this year. Yeah, and what if people want to buy tables, Lisa? How does it work? Um, they There's a, a website set up, um, and there's all the instructions are out there. Pits, I think it's pittsburghprayerbreakfast.org, um, or you can go on the PLF website and look under our gathering section. It's also posted there. Okay. Um, and the, the price is $400 for a table of 10, and that gets you breakfast in the morning. And uh, you can you can invite people. You can sell your, t- your tickets to individuals. You can do what you want. But we want people to, to invite folks in their circle to be part of the, the morning. So, yeah. So if you've got a circle of friends who've never been to the prayer breakfast, this is the perfect time to invite them. Mm-hmm. Coming up Friday, April 13th, find us on our website, johnnycathyshow.com with details or Facebook. The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. Very nice. Ray Butler, Lisa Slayton, thanks so much. Our pleasure. Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. 
When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Hi, Tom Bodet. Scientists tell us that Earth is overdue for a huge solar flare. Bad news, it'll probably fry our electronics and technology. Good news, we'll all get a spectacular tan. Well, a good place to hunker down for the looming sunpocalypse is Motel 6. You'll get a great low rate on a great room under a roof and save more for other stuff like sunscreen or a nice big hat. Well, I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Or maybe not. A more peaceful, healthy world happens one person at a time. Around the globe, there are children who dream of helping their families, who hope for the future, and who have a name. Know the person you're helping directly at Unbound.org. A little rain at times early this evening. We'll be turning much cooler tonight with more rain arriving late, low 37. Cloudy and chillier tomorrow with rain, especially during the morning hours in the city, but lingering into the early afternoon to the south and east, high 45. More rain will develop later tomorrow night, 42. Then periods of rain for Friday, but turning milder, high 61. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. You that have been watching by television... Here in this great Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh, where three rivers come together right here, you have heard the message, and God has spoken to you, and we've seen hundreds of people come here, many more hundreds on the way. You can make your commitment to Christ where you are. You can say yes to Christ. He loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to change you and give you a new life. Let him come into your heart right now. Just say, Lord, I am a sinner and I'm sorry. I do repent of my sins as best I know how. I'm not sure that I know how, but Lord, help me to repent. And help me to believe, Lord. I need your help even in the believing. And help me to follow you and serve you. He'll help you. Billy Graham passing away today at the age of 99. Here's the deal. Billy Graham was a man. And so Billy Graham was a sinner like you and I. And Billy Graham had dark nights of the soul like you and I, which he talked about freely. Mm -hmm. And Billy Graham was also a Christian trying to figure out how to interact with his culture. Yeah. And so, you know, we can look back on his life and his interactions with what presidents or politicians or whatever and say, well, you know, I, I wouldn't have done that. Well, maybe you would have done that if you were him in 1970. Right. I mean, it's just, 
in the times that you were right, in. Right. We can be um, ungenerous when we look back at people who were at the forefront of societal change or theological thought or whatever at a particular time. Um, and Billy Graham navigated difficult waters with a lot of grace. When you look back at the entirety of the, the arc of Billy Graham's ministry, there were a few well-documented public stumbles, mm-hmm. a few. But overall, when you think about <laughs> right. sexual impropriety or financial uh, uh, shenanigans, there was none of that. Right. right? And, and are we not saying the truth when we say sexual misconduct and financial shenanigans have chased down more Christian public pastors in the last 50 years than you can shake a stick at. No doubt. So the fact that he didn't have any of those and was so committed to maintaining as upright a morality as he possibly could while carrying on that public ministry. I mean, it's just one of the thousands of things to be thankful to Billy Graham for. I'm into that. Take a break. Come back. Our first guest today to talk about Billy Graham, Terry Whalen, who was the former editor of Decision, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association magazine. That's next. Stick around. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites, so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com you'll find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash travel. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash travel. Find your perfect vacation rental on Tripping.com. It's a new year. Time to eat right, get healthy, and quit radon for good. U.S. radon professionals remind you that only smoking causes more lung cancer deaths. Nearly half of all Western PA homes have this silent killer. And just because your neighbor doesn't is no guarantee you don't. Get your home tested. It's cheap, easy, and if you need mitigation, U.S. Radon Professionals doesn't cut corners to ensure the safety of your home guaranteed. If you can quit smoking, you can quit radon at usradonpros.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800 494 2323 or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Thanks for being with us. We're spending most of our show today to talk about the death of Billy Graham. Terry Whalen is with us. Terry is a former editor of Decision, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association's magazine. Terry's written numerous books, among them the biography of Chuck Colson. But today he's going to talk about Billy Graham, a biography of America's greatest evangelist. Terry, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? John, wonderful to be with you today. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, just looking back on the life and the work of Billy Graham, I mean, the numbers are absolutely shocking. Uh, The New York Times printed a a lovely obituary today, um, and they estimated numbers uh, that Billy Graham preached the gospel to more than 215 million people in more than 185 countries and territories since the beginning of his crusade in October of 1947. That doesn't even count the hundreds of millions more on TV through video and film. I mean, an amazing legacy, Terry. Oh, it is. It's incredible, Kathy. And, and you know, the amazing thing to me about uh, about Billy Graham is that he has actually preached the good news about Jesus Christ face to face more than any other person on the planet. So I, I think that's an incredible legacy, right? Surely there. it is. So Terry, go back to the very beginning because for for your work for Billy for your work for Billy Graham, a biography of America's greatest evangelist, you, you delve way back into Billy Graham's childhood. What about the, the trials and tribulations? Of course, you know every life has those. Can you talk about Billy Graham's early days? Well, yeah, you can imagine, uh, John, being raised on a dairy farm in Charlotte, North Carolina. When you're a kid and your father wakes you up at 3.30 in the morning to go milk cows, <laughs> that has to build some sort of character it sure does. in your life to have to go do that kind of stuff. But that's the kind of a life that, that he had as a kid uh, growing up there in, uh, in Charlotte. Uh, I understand that um, he used to... He used to have a big Tarzan yell, is what uh, his sister Jean told me that that he used to have, and and some people think that that's how he developed his you know his vocal cords and his way of of projecting speaking. Really, Tarzan helped Billy Graham. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you, Terry. I've never yeah. heard that before. <laughs> it's a unique partnership. There you go. I, I've got original stuff for you. <laughs> your your work here is done, here. right? I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, Terry. Tell tell us about. Um, the moments, it, it, it seems all victory now. It seems like, you know, he's preached the gospel to 195 million people, 185 countries, not to mention the hundreds of millions, if not more, who've heard him on TV or radio or what. But what about when Billy Graham's message fell flat? What about when his message wasn't well received? Oh, and that, that happened a lot. You can imagine. I mean, Billy Graham just didn't step into the pulpit and preach all these fantastic messages. Uh, early on, the, the very first time that he, that he was going to preach, he, he prepared actually four messages, and he practiced, he got all ready, and he got in the pulpit and, and did his messages. He actually did all four of them and sat down, and he was only there about five minutes. And so, uh, you know, it just didn't happen automatically. Mr. Graham had to uh, grow into the the ministry of being a, an evangelist, and and that that was just hard earned lessons, I guess, through trial and experience. And not you're right, not everybody accepted the message as he as he preached it. So he had to he had to learn that process 
just like we all do as we grow into whatever it is that God's called us to do. Yes. You know, Billy Graham, uh, famous, of course, for his relationships with presidents of the United States. And he started, of course, early on with uh, Dwight Eisenhower. I remember reading uh, years ago that um, the people who surrounded Dwight Eisenhower were not especially enamored of Billy Graham. They, they tended to think that uh, uh, Billy Graham and his uh, associates were a little too... Um, um, too aggressive in trying to connect with Dwight Eisenhower. But I think later on, of course, that, that changed, the relationship changed once Dwight Eisenhower and Billy Graham met and started to pray together. Can you talk about that relationship and how that relationship, Terry, really sort of set the tone for future presidents? It did, uh, John. And, you know, he, Billy Graham met Dwight Eisenhower when he was the Supreme Commander of the Armed Forces there at the end of World War II, before he even became president of the United States. So, so Mr. Graham had a, had a relationship with uh, President Eisenhower even before he became before he became president. But it was really during the years that he he associated with Dwight Eisenhower that he suggested to him that they should have a national prayer breakfast, and nobody was doing that back then. And so. Uh, President Eisenhower thought it was a good idea, so they they started the National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, Mr. Graham actually spoke at the first 15 of those National Prayer Breakfasts, and it's a tradition that carries on today, where just, you know, here recently we had the National Prayer Breakfast, and Donald Trump was there because of that. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Terry, because we were just talking about the uh, Pittsburgh prayer breakfast, which is coming up in a couple months. We just had two guests on the air talking about that local connection. And of course, the the local Pittsburgh prayer breakfast is based on the national prayer breakfast. That's where it came from. Sure. Absolutely. Terry, can you talk about uh, Billy Graham's family? Uh, let's start with his wife, Ruth. So they met um, in college. Am I right about that at Wheaton? They met, uh, yes, during uh, while they were there at Wheaton College. And, you know, to be honest, at first, Ruth Graham, what, Ruth Bell was her, was her maiden name. Ruth Bell wasn't too enamored, actually, with, uh, with Billy Graham because she, her parents were, uh, were missionaries in, in China, and she was gearing up for her life to go to the mission field <laughs> to, uh, to serve, serve the Lord. And, uh, she didn't want to really get tied up with Billy Graham because it looked like he was going to be a, a, a pastor or be an evangelist or be be somebody that was here in the U.S. Yeah, and I can't imagine that had to be easy on the family. I mean, I, I wonder how many days out of the year that Billy Graham at his peak was gone from the family. My guess is they probably numbered in the hundreds, if not more, right? 200-plus uh, uh, days out of the year he was gone. So how did that even work in keeping the family together? Do you have any insight on Billy Graham and, and Ruth and that relationship and, and the family together? Yeah, you know, really, Ruth, Ruth was the glue that kept the, that kept the family going and kept it together. As you can imagine, you're, you're exactly right, John. Back in those days when they would do crusades, I mean, even traveling to India was a challenge. Sure. But then they didn't just, they didn't just go there for a night or two. They would go there for weeks at a time with a, with a sequence of meetings and crusades and such. So you're absolutely right. He was gone from the family a mm, lot during those early years. But, you know, Ruth was the, was the glue that kept the, kept the family together, and, and they, 
the kids, I've, I've talked to them and they, you know, they all celebrated whenever, whenever daddy came home, that was a, that was a special, a special time and in their lives. Mm-hmm. Terry Waylett is with us. Terry has written a book called Billy Graham, a biography of America's greatest evangelist. Terry, um, Winston Churchill is receiving a bit of a star turn in media, hmm, sure. whether it's through um, uh, television shows or uh, movies. So there's been this renewed interest in Winston Churchill, the man. And, and you write about Winston Churchill and this exchange that he had with Billy Graham, which I thought was fascinating. Can you tell the story? Yeah, you know, uh, Winston Churchill got got very interested in, in, in Mr. Graham because at that particular point in history, uh, he was doing these crusades in, in Herringay there, and that's a huge arena there in London. And, you know, night after night, he was filling this arena. And Winston Churchill was like, well, man, what's happening over there? You know, why would, why would people be drawn to that? So, so he did work out a time with, uh, with Billy Graham to come, come and actually see him there at 10 Downing Street. And, the the unusual thing is that is that Winston Churchill wanted to talk to him about his personal faith during that time, hmm. and it's a story that Mr. Graham vowed that he wouldn't he wouldn't really tell until Winston Churchill had passed. But that is really what they what they talked about during that during that conversation. They prayed together, and it it shows the heart to me, John, of of Billy Graham. So whether he's speaking in a stadium full of thousands of people or whether he's speaking one-on-one with somebody, the main concern that he would have with every individual would be whether they themselves had that personal relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Terry, we were lamenting, John and I, earlier, just, you know, with the advent of cable TV, how, how, just how much things have changed with the public perception and the public presentation of Christians and Christian pastors or preachers in particular. And, you know, the scandals that have plagued many TV preachers, whether it's a sex scandal or it's a financial scandal or whatever that is, there's something that is so profoundly refreshing to think that Winston Churchill wanted to talk to Billy Graham about his own faith. Like it wasn't, it wasn't tied up in a big association. It wasn't about, you know, giving millions of dollars. It wasn't about any of that. It was the fact that they recognized him as a man of sincerity who believed something. And so people, whoever they were, were willing to talk to him. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's absolutely right. And I, part of the reason I think that the the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Mr. Graham himself had such incredible integrity over the years goes back to the early roots of the of the association and really it was something in the fifties that they the a document that they the team wrote together called the Modesto Manifesto. Mm-hmm. And that's where they actually looked at at some of these some of these situations that Christians put themselves in and they came up with sort of some rules or some guidelines about how they were going to operate. So, for example, uh, Mr. Graham never traveled alone. He never ate with women alone. He always had another man with him. And that was very intentional on his part to uh, have that accountability and such. Uh, also, evangelists have a reputation of just kind of coming in the, in the town, preaching, 
and then leaving. And they didn't want to do that. So they, they made a point every time that they would work with the local church, because as people came to Christ, they wanted to plug them into the local church so, so these, these people that came to faith could grow in their faith and mature. Yeah. And they also uh, made a point that they were going to not uh, exaggerate the numbers of what happened at their meetings. So mm. if there were you know, if there were 500 people there, they wanted to say that there were 500 people there and 50 of them came to Christ. They, they, that's why when you get the information from the association, it's got all these precise numbers in there because they, they weren't going to exaggerate any of that. They were going to tell the straightforward truth of what happened in these meetings. That's really good. Straightforward truth. Mm -hmm. I would say that Billy Graham and the association that it's founded upon is uh, certainly a man of great integrity. Terry, thanks an awful lot. We really enjoyed the conversation today. Fantastic. I appreciate the opportunity. And, and, you know, just my short little book, 172 pages about Billy Graham, I hope people will We'll get a chance to read that book. Outstanding. Terry Whalen, Billy Graham, a biography of America's greatest evangelist. Coming to Pittsburgh, Sunday, March 4th, the Crowder American Prodigal Tour. March 4th at Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. With special guest, The Young Escape. Crowder, live. Word FM welcomes the Crowder American Prodigal Tour. March 4th, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. Tickets available at librarymusichall.com or by calling 877-4-FLY-TIX. American Prodigal Tour in Pittsburgh. Learn more at druskyentertainment.com. Produced by Drusky Entertainment. Let's have a little talk, one conservative to another, about Scott Wagner, who, believe me, is no conservative. Wagner admitted to his hometown newspaper he's not very religious and that social issues aren't important to him. Then Wagner dropped a bombshell and said despite 30,000 abortions a year in Pennsylvania, he sees no reason to change Pennsylvania's liberal abortion law. That's unconscionable, and it's being pro-choice, just like Tom Wolfe and Pelosi. Now Wagner is joined with liberal Democrats in the so-called bathroom bill. Wagner co-sponsored legislation that allows people to decide for themselves which gender bathroom they prefer to use, even in our public schools. One pro-family group called this Wagner's radical agenda. And it's why pro-life, pro-faith families are supporting Paul Mango for Governor. Paid for by Mango for Governor. Everywhere I go, people ask me, some of them hopefully ask me, when are you going to retire? And I tell them that there's nobody that I find in the Bible that retired. I'll retire when God retires me. Not till then. Isn't that good? Hmm. That day came today for Billy Graham, who I'm sure you've heard the news, passed away this morning at the age of 99 at his home in North Carolina.
We're going to spend uh, the 5 o'clock hour reflecting on the life and legacy of Billy Graham as well. And uh, at some point during the show, we'll open up the phones and allow you to chime in as well. Yeah, we, you know, we, we talked about Billy Graham's impact uh, between the three of us before we went to air today. And, you know, it's very different depending on your age, you know, depending on what you um, how much of Billy Graham you're familiar with. Maybe you just know his name. Maybe you don't even know who he is. Yeah. Um, I think that probably a lot of people who are age 30 and younger that he doesn't he, maybe the name rings a bell, but they're not quite sure what it means. And your what faith it, perspective. And I right? like I grew up. Roman Catholic, my grandmother on my father's side was Presbyterian. So I remember going to her house and watching a Billy Graham crusade on the television. And I was fascinated. I thought, mm-hmm. the Pope doesn't do that. Well, something similar to that, but th- there was nobody like Billy Graham that I-, I knew as a child growing up. Just that whole whole experience, Just I loved it so much. We want to open up the phone lines and hear if... You know what your what his impact was on you, yeah. what, what your relationship was like with him, and and um, we'll do that at the bottom of the hour, so around five thirty. Take a break. Come back. We'll do a little update on news, weather, traffic, and yada yada. Pay a few bills as well. Stay with us. Sharing the word that changes the world. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Theologians are remembering Billy Graham today. Mr. Graham passed away at his home in Montreat, North Carolina, at the age of 99. Dr. Albert Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, tells the Salem Radio Network the preacher's impact. He became an iconic figure, uh, necessary to American society as as, uh, a a preacher to presidents and uh, a man who was involved in the lives of millions and millions of people around the world, and uh, a man who at the same time uh, preached the message of Jesus Christ uh, into the courts and uh, and offices of kings and presidents all over the world. By his final crusade in 2005 in New York City, he had preached in person to more than 210 million people worldwide. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 167 points, the Nasdaq dropped 15. This is SRN News. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, among them life. Endowed means it's given to us, not by the government, but by our Creator. Unalienable means it can't be taken away by man. It's a right given to us by God. All that you have done from your birth until now may not matter as much as what you do today. You know, a wise man once said, choosing right over wrong, ethics over convenience 
truth over popularity. These are the decisions that measure a man's life. I've said it on this floor many times and I'll say it again. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. There's a cause greater than self, a cause greater than any group. I believe that this is that cause. Vote for Rick Saccone on March 13th. Paid for by CatholicVote.org, not authorized by any candidate's committee. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. A little rain at times early this evening. We'll be turning much cooler tonight with more rain arriving late, low 37. Cloudy and chillier tomorrow with rain, especially during the morning hours in the city, but lingering into the early afternoon to the south and east, high 45. More rain will develop later tomorrow night, 42, then periods of rain for Friday, but turning milder, high 61. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. When will you ever have a moment in Pittsburgh like this again when you can come and make a commitment like this? Jesus said, if you are not willing to acknowledge me publicly before men, I'll not acknowledge you before my Father which is in heaven. There's something about coming forward publicly and settling it and sealing it in your life. We're going to, uh, Jesus died on the cross publicly for you. Now you can come publicly and say yes to him. You may be sitting down here. You may be up there. You may be up here in that middle section. Wherever you are, God is speaking to you. There's a little voice that says you ought to come to Christ. We're going to wait on you as you come right now to this living water. Good afternoon and welcome. What you just heard is Billy Graham, 1993, at Three Rivers Stadium, where Three Rivers Stadium was packed. And those voices, those are your neighbors. That might have been your grandma. That might have been you as part of that event. 1993, that was just one stop among many, many thousands that Billy Graham made around the globe 
bringing people to Christ. Welcome to the show today, John Hall, Kathy Emmons. We are celebrating, talking about the life and death of Billy Graham. Kath? Before we went to air, we talked about how Billy Graham uh, not just was a a man, wasn't just a preacher, wasn't just a, a dad or a husband, but he really symbolized Christianity for an entire generation of people. Yeah. You know, when when Americans in 1975 thought about Christians, they would think about Billy Graham. I mean, that's just and and for how many decades that that was the case. It is amazing how ethically consistent he was. I mean, we've talked about this several times on the show and perhaps it shouldn't be that much of a wonder. But because we know what the human heart is like and because we have seen countless examples of pastors and preachers, especially those who are in the media, um, who have fallen in some way or another that's public and is shameful and is painful to look back on the life of this man who lived 99 years without any of that. I mean, it's just now, I'm not saying I'm not saying he lived a perfect life. I'm not, not saying that he didn't make mistakes in what he said and what Freely he thought. He was a sinner. Um, completely so. I, just to talk about his um, impact and culturally how Americans looked at him. Uh, I'm reading from the New York Times obituary by Lori Goodstein, and uh, she writes this: recognizing. Graham's influence, presidents, U.S. presidents, made a point of seeking friendly relations with him. Lyndon B. Johnson did so assiduously. Mr. Graham was a frequent guest of Ronald Reagan. In 1991, George H.W. Bush invited him to spend the night at the White House the day before American-led forces began bombing Iraq. Mr. Clinton asked Mr. Graham to offer prayers at his inauguration in 1993. President George W. Bush said that it was after a walk with Mr. Graham at the Bush's family compound in Kennebunkport, Maine, that Mr. Bush, as a younger man, decided to become more serious about his faith and quit drinking. Hmm. President Barack Obama visited Mr. Graham at his North Carolina home in 2010. Former President Jimmy Carter released a statement today saying that he had counted Mr. Graham among his advisors and friends, adding that the minister had, quote, had an enormous influence on my own spiritual life. And Billy Graham was certainly a man of his times. I mean, the man Billy Graham, if he would appear on today's platform, there would be no way that he would have the success that he had no, in post-World right. War II America. When you think about post-World War II America, 1945 forward, America was confident and aggressive, brave, and celebratory. And, and, and wounded. Very much so, right? Louis Zamperini, who was a, a guest on our show years ago, uh, he was the sole subject of uh, the Laura Hillenbrand book, Unbroken, which the movie was uh, patterned after. I mean, you think about men who came back from World War II before there was any diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. How many men walked around shell-shocked, afraid, broken, scared, mm-hmm. right? Hopeless. Angry. All that. Billy Graham brought life to those people. He brought vitality. He brought Christ to them in our dark and hurting America. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham was also a phenomenon. Um, you think about the way that he had of reaching people in every stratum of society, whether it was the corporate CEO or the guy just, you know, sweeping up the factory floor. 
Countless souls of all races in the United States, around the globe, they came to Christianity as a result of Billy Graham's ministry, many of them in response to a direct appeal from Billy Graham himself. From, and you imagine when you heard this, when you hear Billy Graham speak, at least for me, when I hear Billy Graham and I picture him on the dais at a, at a podium in front of 50, 60, 100,000 people, there was something that was so, I don't know if it was southern gentility mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, it or was disarming it. it was there was something that was kind and open and generous and sincere his crusades broadcast around the world his writings many other people brought the christ the christian faith by graham who were disciplined influenced by billy graham i mean you know you think about who influenced your pastor how many pastors post-world war ii america patterned themselves mm-hmm. after billy graham and that crusade and to think that he came to Pittsburgh countless times as well, and the influence that he had here among local leaders. We are all, we are all owing a deep and strong debt of gratitude to Billy Graham and his influence and his Christian walk in our lives today. Mm-hmm. We also owe a great debt of gratitude to the family that supported him and allowed him to do all of oh, that. Oh, you've got that I right. I mean, his wife, Ruth Bell Graham, who died in 2007, um, was the one who, as Terry Whalen, our, our guest in our last hour, said, held the whole thing together. Yeah. I mean, Ruth was able to keep the whole thing going. Um, all of their children, uh, Billy Graham is survived by his sons. Uh, the Reverend William Franklin III, Reverend Nelson Graham, known as Ned, three daughters, Gigi Tavigian, Anne Graham Lotz, and Ruth Graham McIntyre, along with a whole ton of grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Um, so it, later in this hour, around 530, we're going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to let you call in and just say what you what your relationship with Billy Graham was. Yeah. Or did, so did you, when, did you watch him on television? Are you too young to really have any idea who he was? Does he seem like a relic from the past? Or when you think of Billy Graham, does he seem like the image of Christianity? Yeah. I, I'm just curious about all that. So, yeah, we'll go to the phones in just a little bit, maybe like 530 or so. We'll take a break now and uh, want you to join us. Stick around, okay? We've got lots more ahead. Is this Pittsburgh singing again? This is us. WORD. Jay Sekulow wants to see a compromise on DACA. I like that DACA could become permanent as far as legislation goes. So that you take the 1.8 million people that came here as children, they're adults now, get them into the system. It may take a dozen years like it took my grandfather. Become taxpaying citizens. You're not going to deport people back that came here through no fault of their own. But I want border security. It's got to be part of the same package. Jay Sekulow Live. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. I mean, there are all these choices, but every one of them brings one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today, but fortunately, I know someone who's been on the forefront of health insurance for years. It's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Now, Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the whole country, and they help determine which plan is right for you. And then they can expertly help you to choose the best plan for your needs. I mean, you don't need maternity coverage, so call Marley Financial. Do you have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Do you want just catastrophic coverage or just accident coverage? You know the answer. 
I mean, are you worried about the penalty? All of Marley's financial plans are penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884. That's 724-884-1496 or on the web at MarleyFG.com. Let's have a little talk, one conservative to another, about Scott Wagner, who, believe me, is no conservative. Wagner admitted to his hometown newspaper he's not very religious and that social issues aren't important to him. Then Wagner dropped a bombshell and said despite 30,000 abortions a year in Pennsylvania, he sees no reason to change Pennsylvania's liberal abortion law. That's unconscionable. And it's being pro-choice, just like Tom Wolf and Pelosi. Now Wagner is joined with liberal Democrats in the so-called bathroom bill. Wagner co-sponsored legislation that allows people to decide for themselves which gender bathroom they prefer to use, even in our public schools. One pro-family group called this Wagner's radical agenda. And it's why pro-life, pro-faith families are supporting Paul Mango for Governor. Paid for by Mango for Governor. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash West. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com and look for the Discount Shopping Club link. I believe the time for everyone to be born and dies in God's hands. If it's my time to die, I'm prepared. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I was asked by a person today, are you absolutely sure that you're going to heaven? I said, I'm absolutely sure. Not because of anything I've done. I've sinned. I'm going to heaven because of what Christ did on that cross and the fact that God raised him from the dead. What about you? Is there a doubt in your heart if you died at this moment you'd go to heaven? Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Come while you can. Not because of what anything I've done. 
but because of what Christ did on the cross. And that has been the consistent message that Billy Graham delivered around the world for more than 50 years. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about the life and the passing today of Billy Graham at the age of 99. Truly, a man of his time, once in a lifetime will someone like this come along. We may never see a man like this again. Based on the age uh, of Billy Graham when he passed away, we recognize that there are listeners to our show who are going to have vastly different understandings of him, vastly different experiences with him, um, vastly different relationships. And I'm using that in air quotes. Um, I don't know if you knew Billy Graham, but I mean, when you see someone on TV or you have a favorite pastor or a favorite teacher or a favorite TED talker, whatever it is, you develop a type of relationship with them, you know, where you you identify with them and you care for them and you appreciate what they're, um, the effect that they've had on your life. And so our question for you is... What's your relationship with Billy Graham? I mean, what what has that been like? What has Billy Graham meant to you? And you can say he meant everything to me or he meant nothing to me. Um, and we'd just love to hear from you. Our phone lines are open at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. friend of ours uh, just texts and says this, I was 13 when he came in 1993. My dad was the choir director at our church at the time, so I got to be part of that choir with them. Leading up to that week, I had the attitude that only 13-year-old girls can have and was so annoyed that I had to do this. Then I got there and saw the crusade for what it truly was. It was the first time that I realized the scope of what God could do outside of my little bubble. (laughs) That's fabulous. Thanks, Meg. Isn't that wonderful? So give us a call, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. What is your perception of Billy Graham? Did you, like Megan had, have some passing brush with Billy Graham? Was you, were you, like Kathy, you know, your mom, she went to a Billy yeah. Graham crusade. It changed her life forever. We're curious about that. 800-320-8255. Billy Graham was in Pittsburgh more than several times during uh, his reign. Uh, his reign as the uh, America's pastor, and I think that's probably a, a fair enough thing to say, a reign of America's pastor, yep. because there's no one, no one. I mean, w- when you no look at gonna, it today. I don't think anyone's going to ever take up that mantle again, because the world is just too different. Is it Joel Osteen? No. No. Right. Be- look at, look at the, even the way you <laughs> respond right there. But, you know, that ministry has the same sort of platform, right, that he reaches yeah, out. Yeah, but it's nothing the same. It's nothing the same. It's be- big. It's. I'm not saying numbers wise. It's. It's small. But I'm saying that the the relationship between the face of Billy Graham and the the television is not the same as the relationship between Joel Osteen and the people who watch his TV I agree. show. Let's go to the phones. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Jenny, thank you for calling. Uh, we'd like to hear your assessment on Billy Graham. Tell us that. Well, I was in that choir that uh, oh, you played neat. a. a- clip of. Um, I was a baby Christian, and it was an absolutely amazing experience. I bet it was. Yeah. I mean, just just hearing it, Jenny, Mm -hmm. I get get goosebumps, so I can't imagine being in the crowd and singing full-throated like that. Yes. Um, Yeah, being a baby Christian, it just really cemented my life in Christianity. Isn't that wonderful? I like that. So you said it cemented your life. Now, why, why do you put it that way? Um, there were things uh, along my faith journey, you know, that I probably will never forget, and that certainly is a highlight, listening to such a great man speak mm-hmm. and knowing his heart. 
Yeah, I love that. My mom sent me a text. I asked her about uh, her being at the, my mom was at the 1952 Billy Graham crusade here in Pittsburgh. She had become a believer in high school, but she said, Billy just added so much enthusiasm to my faith. Hmm. So it's kind of just like the caller, yeah. right? It's the same thing. It Thanks, cemented Kenny. something important. Appreciate the phone call. 800-320-8255. Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That's not a word that you hear a lot coupled with Christianity, do you? No. No. And that's a shame. We're because, the worst for that. But, it, but, you know, when you come to Christ, you know, look, our last caller, Jenny, you're a baby Christian? Holy smokes. And that wave comes upon you? It just knocks you out of the water. You just got to love that so much. Let's go back to the phones, 800-320-8255. Rose, you're with us. Thanks for coming along today. Hi, Give us your thoughts. Hey, Rose. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm calling because uh, back in 1993, I wanted to get over there to see Billy Graham, but by the time I got the bus from Penn Hills and got home, it was a little late and I couldn't make it. Uh, but I listened to him on the television. And I'm telling you, that night, I gave myself to the Lord, knowing I was living in the world sin. And I gave myself to the Lord, just, it was a wonderful thing, wonderful. I wasn't a Christian at all at that time, but now I am. And I thank God for him and the pact that he had with Cliff Burroughs and uh, Beverly, George Beverly Shea was wonderful. The three of them, mm-hmm. they they looked out after one another, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was so wonderful that they all prayed together. They stayed together, and they didn't have uh, interference with like going out with other women and things like this. Yeah. And this world is this this world today is what they, they, these men need to do is to teach each other and stay with each other and just stick together in the Lord. Um, I, I just loved him. He's gone, but he won't be forgotten. No way. So, Rose, explain that. So you were you went home back home to Penn Hills. You thought might, you might over, head over to Three River Stadium, but instead you stayed home, but it was the same effect. You still came to Christ, it, it even though it was over the television. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll usually let the weather keep me down. At that time, I was more healthy than I am now, you know, because I had a couple surgeries. I don't walk well. I see. But, uh, uh it was just so profound. I got on my knees right in my living room and gave myself to the Lord. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Fabulous. Aw, Rose, thanks for calling. It's a great phone call. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us. We're talking about Billy Graham, his life and legacy on this day that he passed away. Let's go back to the phones and speak with Diana. Hey, Diana, you're live with us. Tell us your story. Hi. I tried, When they said Billy Graham uh, passed away today, I, I tried to guess his age. And I said, 92, and then um, a few minutes later, they said, 99. I was like, wow, I screamed. I was like, wow, that's a really, really, really a long time. But I liked his voice, and um, I liked uh, his body language and how um, really strong um, he always appeared, and, and he always had the, the same message, you know, about salvation. Yeah. Um, about God, about Jesus, you know, I, I liked him. I, I was really young um, when I found Christ, and, um, yeah, he was a part of that. I remember reading a book about Billy Graham, and I remember always listening to him on the radio and seeing him on TV. That's good. Thanks an awful lot. That's great. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the package, wasn't he? And and they all sort of worked together because it was the voice. It was, it was the presentation. Yeah. But see, that's what God gives to every one of us, is we have a thing 
No one is just like you, right? And so nobody can do exactly what you do. There's never going to be another Billy Graham, and there's not going to be another any one of us. He was that man for that time with that voice who understood that culture and served just incredibly well. Gave it his all. Let's go back and speak with Barbara. Hey, Barbara, you're with Kath and myself. Uh, How are you today? Hi, John. I'm I'm great, and I'm so glad to be able to give a little testimony here. Uh, and I'll keep. I won't be, uh, belabor it. I'll be short. You're good. I'm I'm a 77 year old lady who was who's a widow twice. I have 20 grand uh, great grandchildren and 23 grandchildren. Wow, nice. And I was a widow uh, twice. Well, when I was 11 years old, 1951, I sent a letter to Billy Graham because we had problems in the family, and I could never get an answer from any of the adults. And he sent me a letter back, and I was telling him it seemed like all the barbs were being thrown at me, and he said, he, he gave me this advice. He said, I, I asked him, how, at 11 years old, how much is my, how much of everything is my fault? He told me in the letter, you are responsible for you. Whatever the parents and elders do, you must respect them and pray for them when they're having problems and he said whatever decisions you make barbara it will lead you on a path to where you will go but remember god is with you and you will never be alone on that path and i remembered that Mm. clear up to my age now 77 years old and i was a sunday school teacher and uh i'm just uh and when I heard about him passing away, I'm jubilant that he is in heaven now. Yes. He just, he just he's a, was a beautiful man, yeah. and I read his book, uh, Closer to Thee and Just As I Am. And that's the song I'm singing, <laughs> along with Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, he'd be happy to hear that. That's good. Yeah. Thanks an awful lot, Barbara. That's a great phone call. So Billy Graham sending out letters. I mean, I wonder if it was B- Billy Graham himself Depend- or part of his team. Well, you know what? It's depending on when it was in his ministry. It was smaller then. Yeah. You know, it could have absolutely been him. That's so wonderful. We'll take a break. Come back. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-320-8255. We're talking about the life, the legacy. Billy Graham in heaven today. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-2000. 
888-900-9012 today. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites, so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com, you'll find more savings, with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash travel. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash travel. Find your perfect vacation rental on Tripping.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Hagerman Law. You had your will done years ago, but a lot's changed since then. At Hagerman Law, we believe it's always good to have a second set of eyes on the big decisions in life that deal with your assets and the people most important to you. We understand the nuances of elder law, issues like Medicaid, federal aid and attendance for veterans, and how they affect your estate and the ones that you love. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit HagermanLaw.com. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Hit the slopes for half the price. At Peak Ski and Snowboard, you'll find the top ski and snowboard brands, plus all the clothing and accessories you need. Spend just 50 bucks and get a $100 value at Peak Ski and Snowboard in Monroeville and Gibsonia. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. A little rain at times early this evening. We'll be turning much cooler tonight with more rain arriving late, low 37. Cloudy and chillier tomorrow with rain, especially during the morning hours in the city, but lingering into the early afternoon to the south and east, high 45. More rain will develop later tomorrow night, 42, then periods of rain for Friday, but turning milder, high 61. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. As I look back over my life, it's full of surprises. I never thought I would become friends with people in different countries all over the world. I see how God's hand guided me. When I began preaching many years ago, it was not with any thoughts that I'd be preaching to large audiences. Come to the cross! God has done this. And I think it's very important that we find out what is a born-again Christian and what is a born-again Christian supposed to be like. And how do you become born again? I don't mean how do you become a Democrat or a Republican. I mean how do you become born again, have a new birth. And I want us to talk about that tonight in the last two verses. A great crowd of people will I want to talk about that tonight. Mm-hmm. wonder how many times he said that yeah, in his I life. Yeah, I bet he said that a lot of times. <laughs> hey, we're talking about Billy Graham. Of course, uh, Billy Graham, you may know, passed away today at the age of 99. Quite honestly, I was kind of selfishly rooting for 100. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 99, that's still a pretty nice piece, isn't it? Um, we're taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255. Kath and I have talked about this. You know, uh, if you're of a certain age and generation... 
it's one thing to have seen or connected with mm-hmm. Billy Graham, whether, you know, in person, he was here several times with the Billy Graham Crusades throughout the decades. People under 30, maybe even 35, have really no connection to Billy Graham. Is it a generational thing? And what about that legacy? You know, I often think about like someone like, um, it's not the same, but, you know, the connection was someone like Catherine Kuhlman. Mm -hmm. When Catherine Kuhlman, who was a, a big evangelist in her time, when she passed away, the ministry passed away as well. Right. I can't imagine that this is going to happen with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. This will continue to go on. So how does that work? But your phone calls are welcome. Uh, Input, insight, stories, whatnot. What Billy Graham meant to you at 800-320-8255. And, you know, it's interesting, John, isn't it, that people are different now. You know, we're much more cynical as Americans than we were in 1950. Um, The idealism has been shot. And so we don't we respond to different types of speakers than was the case in 1950. So we we like to hear from you whether Billy Graham, you know, you don't understand Billy Graham. Maybe you're you know 28 years old and you're thinking I don't even get this. Like what was that right? You know, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever your response is, we're talking about Billy Graham. Very nice. Let's go to the phones and talk to George. Hey George, you're live with Kath and I. Thanks for joining. Hi John and Kathy, how are you? Real good, real good. How you doing? Hey, good. I never got to see Billy Graham, but I'm 66, so he's, like, been around forever. I know you can relate to this, John. Like, when I was little, I'd hold the little transistor radio up to my ear. Oh, yeah. Try and hit pickup stations from around the country and mm-hmm. hear him on different ones. And to me, he was just a fantastic orator that presented the message with such love and kindness. It was never condemnational with him. That's what yeah, I that's a good about. that's a good point. You know, uh, earlier on our show, one of our guests talked about the story of him meeting with Winston Churchill, and that's what Winston Churchill said. Winston Churchill said, "I just wanted to talk to somebody about my own faith. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, he didn't want to have like a theological discussion. He wasn't interested in talking to a university professor. He just wanted to talk to somebody about his own, about where where I, Winston Churchill, am. Right, and not be condemned for that. Right, right, right. Just be open about who I am. I let, love that. Let me come before you. Thanks, George. That's a really great yeah. perspective. Don't really ever appreciate be it. anyone like him again. I don't think. It's no, just impossible. You think of a ministry that's lasted in the five decades." It, Kind of thinking like a pope that lived that long, mm-hmm. you know. His Billy Graham's name is known all over the world. Surely it is. You know, I'm gl- yeah, and I'm glad, George, that you brought up John Paul II because they're similar. You know, they were friends. Yep. First off, yeah. um, the Pope called them brothers, and you know, the Pope didn't hand out compliments. He no. wasn't known for that sort of thing. But, you know, Billy Graham was suspicious of Catholics early in his career. If you, I've, you know, John, I've done a lot of reading today, obviously, looking back on his life. And um, in, in the mid to late 60s, he was very concerned about John F. Kennedy perhaps becoming president because he was Catholic. That's well, right. it's so uh it's wonderful to see someone evolve on an issue. And by the time it was the 1980s, he realized that that was a huge mistake and that he wanted to extend a hand to Catholics and that he had he had he had misjudged not just a whole people group, but he'd misjudged a whole movement of God. And um, so to see his friendship blossom with the with the pope was wonderful. That's very cool. Hey, George, thanks for the phone call. Really good stuff. Have a good evening. Thank you. You as well. 800-320-8255. We're talking about Billy Graham and uh, your conversation about that, uh, your memories, thoughts, insights. That's always welcome. Let's go and speak with Pat. Hey, Pat, uh, you're live with Kath and myself. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, John and Kathy, for, be- for me to be able to share this wonderful memory. 
Um, the name Billy Graham came to me through uh, a woman that I took care of for three years. I was her caregiver. And she was uh, an evangelist. Uh, she played the piano and the organ from the time she was 12 until she was 92. And uh, she had the opportunity to play for Billy Graham one time uh, when he came into Pittsburgh. And uh, so that the name Billy Graham was introduced to me through this woman. And uh, she did quite a bit of playing for Catherine Coleman, too. And I might add that this same woman went to Moody Bible School and also played on the radio for the men that wrote, How Great Thou Art and Great Is Our Faithfulness. Wow. So uh, through this person, I'll say her name is Pearl, through her, six years later, I came to the Lord. And uh, through her, just her teaching, and she loved hearing about Billy Graham and hearing him speak, and she was so excited the time that she was able to play for him when he came into Pittsburgh. So that's my connection to Billy Graham. Mm, very Wonderful. Good. Thank you for uh, mentioning Pearl's name. Excellent. And uh, yes. providing the link for us. Yeah. Who brings you to Christ, right? That's always important. We're taking a break again. I hear the music. Okay. I hear the distant call. 800-320-8255. We get people lined up and uh, you can join us as well as we reminisce and uh, talk about Billy Graham. Stick around. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb, he's with her, not us. Built American tough, Rick Chacon. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Do you feel like you have to haggle in order to pay a fair price on a mattress? This is your wake-up call. This is Robin Trzynski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we offer our best possible price to every customer, every day. Since we own both the factory and the store, we can also make you a better bed that costs less than the other brand-name mattresses. Sound too good to be true? It's not. When you buy an Original Mattress, you get both quality and value. No haggling required originalmattress.com at the original mattress factory you experience more than just a mattress store you experience a unique combination of a manufacturer and retailer this factory direct concept is what makes the original mattress factory truly different and enables us to not only build you a better bed but a better shopping experience as well so stop by an original mattress near you and experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the original mattress factory. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You got to put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Finding a Christian school that meets your students' needs and your high standards is simple. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net and discover Greater Pittsburgh's best Christian schools, links to their websites, location information, and more. PittsburghChristianSchools.net At a time when religion seems so often to get in the way of God's work with its shopping malls, sales pitch and its bumper sticker reductionism I give thanks just for the sanity of, of Billy Graham for that clear empathetic voice of his and that southern accent uh, part poet, part preacher a singer of the human spirit I'd say uh, yeah I give thanks for Billy Graham Thank you, Billy Graham. That's Bono. A poet and a preacher, a singer of the human, human spirit. spirit. I like that a lot. Of all the obituaries I read today, that could be the sweetest phrase. Uh-huh. A, a singer, singer of, of the, the human, human spirit. spirit. Yeah. That's that Irish in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate that because, you know, Bono's, you know, on the young end of people who appreciated Billy Graham. Yeah. Right? Um, and if they're ever. <laughs> If there ever was a public figure who's sensitive to uh, artificiality, it would be him. You got that right. And uh, so to hear a, a heartfelt uh, remembrance like that is really is really wonderful. Plus, in a lot of ways, Bono's a preacher. Oh, without I mean, a doubt, he's not a pastor, but he's a preacher. He preaches it. He he has he preaches his message, whatever yeah. it is. And oftentimes you like it, and sometimes you don't. So deep calls to deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. deep calls to deep. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Taking your phone calls, reminiscing about Billy Graham, your stories as well. Welcome. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Jane, thank you so much for hanging in there for so long. You're very welcome. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you. I uh, remember Billy Graham all oh, my younger years. And we'd always watch it, my mother and dad and I, we always watched him. And it was something he was, his message, he taught, but his message was so simple. But yet, it seemed like the Holy Spirit went out and touched people. And I've seen people in one country, they run across the field. They couldn't get there fast enough hmm. to to come forward whenever he put out the message. And his music, that music that he always played, just as I am, I think every time... I hear that. I always think of him. I love that. People ran. <laughs> you got to love that enthusiasm, right? Oh, they, yeah, there was so many that ran. He said, don't run, don't run. But they just couldn't get there fast enough. It was just amazing how the Holy Spirit worked through him. And, and like I say, very simple message, but it just struck chords in people that thousands would come. I've, I've seen fields like their um, football fields, and those fields would be practically full of people standing. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the interesting thing about Billy Graham, of course there are many, is that he was never puffy, was he? You would no. think, well, I, I did that. You know, I, I, those people came forward because of my, my skill as an orator, right? Yeah. But that's not the case at all. The Holy Spirit was working through Billy Graham, and he always gave the Holy Spirit everything. Yes, he did. He did. He, he knew... And you could tell that he it was it was he knew that God was working through him and mm-hmm. he I think he knew if he would take the credit that something drastic would happen, I think. <laughs> that uh, you know, what uh he had to say wouldn't go out to people. I think if he, he realized you know, he would say, I did this, you know, and um 
He was a very humble person. Very much so. Jane, thanks enough for the phone call. Really appreciate it. 800-320-8255. Grace, you're with us today. Uh, What's your take? Okay. On a Friday night, 1965, Billy Graham had a film called The The Restless Ones, Don at the Civic Arena. And my nieces and my nephews had invited me to come to see that film. And I went forward and was saved that night. But Graham has always been in our family. My brother-in-law and my sister were both saved through him earlier. And uh, our next-door neighbor came to us one night, knocked on our door, and said that he had picked up Billy Graham in town. And what a wonderful conversation they had and he said and he's a good tipper too <laughs> <laughs> wait so so your your neighbor was a cab driver cab driver oh right, i love that yes. so much and a good tipper uh, <laughs> wow he said he was a good tipper so wow. we're praising See, god that he is before the lord mm-hmm. and i'm sure that many many people were there pete open said he was at the gate Oh, God, he was at the gate on 700 Club, they said today. Very nice. But uh, we appreciate his ministry, and we praise God for his ability to preach and simply invite people to come to Jesus. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for doing this. Well Our pleasure. Said. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. 800-320-8255. Well said. Uh, Diana, uh, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good afternoon, John and Kathy. This is New Mike's mom. Oh, hi, New Mike's mom. mom. How are you doing? I'm just fine. How are you guys doing? Well, tell us what Very you're good. thinking about as far as Billy Graham well, goes. Well, this is when you mentioned Catherine Coleman. Yeah. As a little girl, my grandparents lived on a farm, which they actually lived kind of primitive. There was no electric, so they had a battery-operated radio. And when we were little, we would sit around and listen to Catherine Coleman. And I remember her saying, something good is going to happen to you today. I don't know if you remember that phrase that she mm-hmm. would say. Yeah, sure. And then uh, with Billy Graham, when we knew the crusade was going to be on, my brothers and I, we would sit around the TV, and my dad would sit there with his guitar waiting for George Beverly Shea to sing Just As I Am. And as I looked at my dad, tears would be flowing out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just symbolized him so much. But there, he's just an icon. You know, he's just when you think of what he has done for so many people. He, it's just, you know, I can't imagine when he seen Jesus, how he fell upon, you know, his knees. And, and he said, good and faithful servant, great job, great yeah. job, yeah. you know. Uh, you got that right. I mean, if there's any celebration in heaven, that was an explosion. That yep. What was that crown like? That's really good. Mm. Uh, Diana, thanks for the yeah, phone thank call. Thank you. And new thanks Mike's for new mom. Mike. Thanks. That's good. New Mike. We dig him. 800-320-8255. Uh, Doris, you're up next. Uh, thanks for coming along today. W- what's your take on Billy Graham? Oh, my, uh, he was like my spiritual grandfather. Hmm. My Tell us about dad, that. Well, my dad was in college. He was very depressed, um, and he was going to take his life. And he uh, turned on Billy Graham, and he turned on the TV and saw Billy Graham and fell to his knees and came to Christ. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just, um, it's just beautiful. So Doris, that story of your father contemplating suicide, you were how old when he told you this story? Oh, my dad, um, actually never told me. I, I found out as an adult 
Um, my dad was a very private person, huh. and my mom told me. And then, um, yeah, I think it was just something. I think if you're about to take your life, yeah, you, it's not something that you you can talk about, but you can you can't verbalize it. Yeah. And um, and my parents, my my dad ended up going to seminary and just learning more about hmm. the faith, and was actually convinced more of the Reformed faith. So he was never like he never like turned on Billy Graham or anything, but it, it was just, it's part of the fabric of my life, and I I never heard anything you know good or bad about him, but I was like wow that's it's just beautiful it's that, beautiful like when you can really trace your you can trace your spiritual heritage to so many people, yeah. and God is so faithful and and I'm very thankful. Very, very good. Thank you so much. That's a great phone call. 800-320-8255. I mean, you hear this, right? From every person. What does Billy Graham mean? How was he as a as a man? Humble and strong. What was he like as a preacher? Clear and clean. Right. And his life as an example, even if, you know, even he, he wasn't a preacher, you think that's a good man. Mm-hmm. But there's right. something that fragrance of Christ in Billy Graham that made him so appealing to so many other people. And to think that he had that platform where he circled the globe countless times, came to Pittsburgh and went to Bangladesh and you name it. I mean, all, all and every place in between. And just that common touch, that kind of thing will not be repeated in this day and age. Right. It just won't. Yeah. And we are at a loss for that. Yeah, we've become too cynical for somebody like Billy Graham. We have. We, would, we wouldn't respond to that now. I... I I hope that's not true. Yeah, I think it is. I hope that there's someone out there in the wings waiting to take that place. Let's go back and talk to Bobby. Bobby, thanks for hanging in there. You're with us today. What are your thoughts, please? Hi, John. The inspiration I got from Billy Graham, and I don't know how many years ago, when I was a young girl, in, the book of Revolutions very fascinated me, but it was so deep, but it frightened me also. And as I got older, um, I got a book by Billy Graham. It's called Till Armageddon. And unfortunately, I don't remember what year it was. I'm 71 years old now. But what inspired me, it broke apart the book of Revelation. As I got older, and especially nowadays, I could see things coming true that he wrote in that book, Till Armageddon. Well, that's interesting. And ever since then, I've been, yes, I mean, I was a young, young girl when I read that book, and I no longer have it. But that book explained everything and today everything that he was in a book it, it's just like everything he said he explained revelations in that book again it was called till armageddon since then i've gotten books by him i've read numerous books i have dvds by him that i he just inspired me how he revelations like it says i've gone to ministers trying to break to explain it to me the in-depth of revelations and that book inspired me. Like I said, it explained revolutions to the T. Excellent. I love it. He inspired me. You can chalk that up mm-hmm. as another thing to say about Billy Graham. I think we've got, we got time for a few more phone calls. Do we, Mike? We can squeeze a couple in. Okay, good. Uh, Nancy, you're with us live. Tell us. Uh, John and Kathy. Hey, yeah. Nance. John and Kathy, I love listening to you guys. Thank you for doing this for Billy Graham tonight. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It's our pleasure. We're happy to do it. Oh, sure. I just want to say Billy Graham... Um, was the greatest evangelist that ever lived and that will ever live. Mm-hmm. I've been listening. There's no one like Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Sure he had that special fragrance, like John said, and even his voice. His voice was so 
uh, there was no voice like his. No. The tone of his voice, yeah, the sound of his voice, he was so commanding, and you couldn't take, you could not, you couldn't walk away from him speaking. You could not walk away from him. He was so commanding. And the, I'm just so happy that Billy Graham um, heard the Lord's calling to him. And he was like, he was a modern day disciple. Yes, he sure was. Yeah. Well, certainly the world is a much better place because Billy Graham was here. There's no doubt about that. Thanks an awful lot, Nancy, for the phone call. Uh, Let's squeeze in. We're up against the, oh, we have to break. Oh, there goes the music. (laughs) You knew it was coming. I did. At least it's gentle, soft music. It's not harsh or jarring. Okay, so we'll take a break and come back. So stay with us, won't you please? We're talking about Billy Graham. Be back in a few. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. For just five quarters a day, you can sponsor a child through Compassion International. It's pocket change to you. It's life changing for a child in need. Be part of the change. Become a sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio. Now, you can't change your past, but you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. But Christ can change your past. He died on the cross so that all the sins you've ever committed, all the things you've ever done wrong, are forgiven. What do you have to do? You have to repent of your sins. That means to be willing to change your way of living. You may have no power to do it. You may not have power to give up some of those habits you know are wrong. You may not have power to fall in love with your wife again. You may not have power to change your whole life that you know needs to be changed. But if you surrender to Christ, he'll give you the power. You say, well, Billy, I don't know what else to do. I've been baptized. I joined the church and so forth. But I don't really have peace and joy and power in my life, all that you're talking about. How do I get it? Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person that ever lived has to make the same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and its gods or it's Christ. Which is it for you? Who are you choosing? Who are you voting for? That's unparalleled. Surrender. I mean, when you hear that, I just love that so much. Billy Graham. I think we've got time for one more phone call. Before that, though, an article in the Washington Post today by Grant Wacker, that he cites that the journalist David Frost asked Billy Graham what he would want the first line of his obituary to say. Yes. This is what Billy Graham said. Quote, that he was faithful and that he had integrity and that I was faithful to my calling and that I loved God with all my mind, my heart, and my soul. <laughs> well, I think all these people who have called us today can verify that. That is the testament, right? Right? Billy Graham, yeah. that man. Let's take one more phone call. Esther, you're with us today. 
Thanks for coming along yeah. today. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, well, uh, he was at uh, Yankee Stadium in 57, but he came to Steubenville in the 70s, and um, our son and daughter went forward and accepted Christ. But we've seen him many a time when he would stand in pouring down rain and complete his message, and he never let the weather bother him. No, no I you're right. I mean, heck, if he traveled that far, set up his tent, and brought, you know, all of the the whole organization in, he wasn't going to let a little rain stop. No way. He'll get out there and preach it. Hey, we want to thank everybody for calling. Yeah, really appreciate that. Our phones are still full, so it just yeah. goes to show you how people yep. want to love and honor and look at the legacy of Billy Graham and right. what he means to all of us. You know, it's one of those things with mixed emotions, but if ever you're happy that a person's in heaven, holy smokes. <laughs> and if you ever heard somebody talk about the reality of heaven and then watch them transition to that place this is when you rejoice this is when you say thank god there is a savior i'm into that listen uh, you can find us on uh, facebook the ride home with john and kathy oh kath has posted the uh pineapple upside down cake recipe yeah i almost forgot john thanks for reminding me but it's up there find us on facebook i've been obsessed about it pineapple upside down cake thanks for being with us today talk about billy graham The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. What should we expect? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.